We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. My name is Jari Bolander. Welcome to the Entrepreneur Ethos Podcast. On this podcast, we're going to take a deep dive into the traits, values, beliefs, and skills of all sorts of entrepreneurs to learn how to build a more ethical, inclusive, and resilient world. Let's get started. Hey, everyone. Stay tuned to the end of the interview, where I'll give you some actionable insights that I learned from my guest. These insights are also in the show notes. As always, thanks for listening. If you like the show, please give it a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. I really appreciate those. Now on to my guest for today, Sam Harris, whose latest venture is Syncify, a social networking app for podcasts. Sam started off as an entrepreneur at university in England, where he was a biology major and wanted to take action to address the environmental issues he was learning about. He won a grant to start his first venture, and has been launching new businesses ever since. Sometimes failing, sometimes succeeding, but learning a lot along the way. With Syncify, Sam is hoping to fill in the gaps for podcasters who want to connect more with their listeners, and for listeners to be able to talk about and recommend podcasts. Built on the web and as a mobile app, he envisions it becoming a multifunctional app providing more useful data for podcasters as well as ways for listeners to learn about new podcasts and how to support them. Sam also hosts the Growth Mindset podcast where he shares insight on how people have used various processes to succeed. And he also co-hosts the Wiser Than Yesterday podcast where he talks about nonfiction books he reads 
and what he's learned from them. Now, let's get better together. Sam Harris, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, it's a pleasure to have you. You uh, run in a company called Synctify, um, which I want to talk a lot more about a little later on. Um, but what like I always like to say uh, with my guests is, uh, why don't you tell us how you got to do what you're doing today? Well, I, um, yeah, I studied biology at Bristol University and I uh, started my first business then because I was quite frustrated by, uh, I guess, we'd just been taught lots about the environment and sort of changing the world and trying to save it and stuff. And I just was really annoyed just learning about things and not really doing anything of action. So I um, started just writing different business plans and uh, I applied to like this scheme and I got like a grant to start one. And so I ended up spending my first summer at uni starting this logistics business. And ever since then, I've basically just been an entrepreneur for the past 10 years and so that first business, I managed to grow for a few years and then sell it. And then I started quite a few other businesses, some of which went well, some of which failed. And um, worked in startups a little bit other than mine, just to sort of get experience. And started a podcast four years ago, um, where I was just interviewing some of the really cool people that I'd been meeting lots of, just to kind of educate my friends who were asking me how I'd been successful and trying to get advice from me. And I was like, well... I could maybe like share some of the best advice that I'm getting and that's called the growth mindset podcast. And that's grown really well over the past four years. And I've had like some really cool people like the founders of Shazam and Skype and, and stuff on it. And um, so as I got deeper into podcasting over the past few years, I got more and more annoyed by the podcasting platforms of it's kind of difficult to be a host. You don't really connect with your audience that easily. And as a listener, I'm kind of, I'm always wondering what other people are doing. Like it's just, you're so isolated when you listen to a podcast. I just, I'm in, in this world with my podcast app all by myself. And I've got lots of friends who are intelligent and can talk to me about the podcast they listen to and have like interesting thoughts. And yet I'm just by myself and I, I never know. And I'm, I'm sharing podcasts with people, like trying to over WhatsApp and stuff, but it's just really awkward and channel hopping. You don't know if they've even got the same app as you or if they've ever listened to the thing and it just gets lost in the chat. and. So I kind of decided that I wanted to solve that problem around podcasting. And so I started building Syncify, which lets you basically join a social network that's it's a podcast app, but it's also a social network where you can join with your friends and chat to them about what you're listening to, recommend things. And then the host can claim their pages and they can sort of see what people are thinking about their episodes, like at an individual level, and they can like get engaged with people and answer questions and actually connect with their audience, which I've just always wanted to be able to do as a podcaster and as a listener with other podcasters who run great podcasts and I want to talk to them about it. So yeah, that's, well, that's not exactly how, how it's, and there's lots of details around starting a business, but yes, that's like the broad line, what's going on. Yeah. I've found the same frustration, to be honest. I, uh, can never understand like who's listening, especially to, you know, my pod. I mean, I do know some of them, but it's mm. the big kind of, I don't know what it is about the podcast industry, but yeah, you just have no connection. <laughs> you like, you look at all these downloads and you're like, okay, who, who is that? You know? Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's, yeah, you, you feel pretty disconnected. And I know there's a lot of other like companies trying to do this. I mean, I think there's this one called the one I actually was uh, looking at a little bit called uh, pot. Let's see. Podico. Uh, I can't even say the name of it. She's going to, I interviewed her too. Podico. No. Podapolo. Podapolo. Oh, oh, wow. Yeah, <laughs> I know. So for me, Rule number one is if I can't pronounce it, I'm going to have a hard time with it. So, oh, good. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> hilariously, you pronounced uh, Syncify wrong because it's Syncify, not. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Well, there you go. Right. <laughs> yeah, so basically, it's already dead in the water, never going anywhere. But um, <laughs> yeah, we have been thinking about changing the name. It's, yeah. Well, I mean, there, there's a lot to be said for, you know, simple, clear, concise, and compelling information mm. and, and like how to say something. And, and don't get me wrong. I just have a hard time pronouncing things. I have a hard time pronouncing names. I just, it, oh, for whatever yeah. reason, <laughs> it's like this flat spot. I mean, thankfully your name is easy. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, I uh, definitely, I'm like, okay, Sam Harris, I can, I can get that. But, um, but so how, how's it been like getting the platform up and running and, and really, you know, what's the engagement like? Cause I, I got to have a feeling that for some podcasts, this would be a great kind of tool. And for other ones, it may not, because I have the same problem you have. I'll be listening to one and I'll be like, Oh, I got to share this with my buddies. Yeah. And I'll share the link. And then I'm like, you know, it kind of goes off in the ether. Definitely. So we've been in like a beta stage for the past few months. We're actually launching like the start of next week. So currently just with the beta test users, it's been been fun. We've got like some good engagement, but we've only got like 50 people in the app that we're uh, playing with. Um, but yeah, it's, I'm really enjoying it. We've driven discovery. So like 80% of the podcasts listened to are outside of the podcast people are normally subscribed to. So they're really like getting suggestions from other people in the app and like engaging with, with what other people are doing rather than just listen to the same subscriptions that they normally have, which is good. And um, yeah, commenting and having fun. So, so I've been really enjoying it, but uh, we'll see what happens over the next so six months as we try and scale it and get actual kind of real traction and growth as such. Yeah. I mean, have you, you guys got any plans or thoughts on how you're going to do that because i know it's <clears throat> this is like the the stage you know in a product development life cycle and you know go to market strategy and you know okay we found product market fit we think now we're got to okay how do we how do we go to market how do we launch well, you know how, how do you yeah, guys you, thinking about that you're thinking you've found it you probably haven't found it it's, it's more like when you, <laughs> you absolutely know and everything's going crazy it's when you've actually found it uh so yeah, we, we don't think we've we found it just yet. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, yeah, things would be getting a bit crazy. But um, yeah, we, we're just kind of, we've got like a list of sort of 2,000 people that we're going to be trying to bring onto the app over the next month. And then like a lot of outreach to podcasters. And I've got other quite a few networks as well that I've been involved in that we're kind of going to. But we, we don't want to like go really crazy rapid this first month. We're kind of, do you want to get people in and kind of handhold them still a bit and like really find out what's working, what's not, what we can change and things and make sure that people are kind of using it in the right ways and stuff. And then like sort of later after May, so more like June be like trying to think of like which little levers we can sort of really push for like growth and such. Um, it's the initial strategy. 
but we'll see. <laughs> okay. Okay. Is it both? Uh, I've, I've just looked at the website. I don't know if it's an app oh, as yes. well. So, so yeah, it's a mobile app. Um, okay. mainly the website, uh, we are releasing a complete overhaul of that next week and that's going to be so much nicer and you'll be able to see all the stuff that's kind of going on in the app as well. So like, all the conversations and discussions that are going on, they get a bit more prominence and yeah, it's just, it looks so much nicer. I'm really excited for it coming out. Um, so yeah, you can engage on both places because I think that's one of the issues with the other kind of social things is that it's actually not very easy like they've just built apps which means that you kind of have to be in the app at the time which you're only usually in just for like listening whereas as the podcaster yourself it's kind of nice to just sort of go and manage like who's been talking to you sort of on the platform where you can kind of see everything and stuff Mm -hmm. so it just makes it a bit easier Mm -hmm. like getting involved in things and then like you know i mean i listen to lots of podcasts i'm subscribed if you like newsletters and podcasts and things so I can just instantly find the podcast I'm looking for and just add it to my queue on like the web platform. And then like when I'm actually out and about listening, it's just there ready for me kind of thing, as opposed to trying to remember what I sent an email from like a few days ago. So like, it just never happens. You just forget. So you're trying to make it easy to actually like listen to the things you want to listen to, uh, I think really helps. Oh yeah. No, you're spot on on that. It is so important to have both the web and the app and they, you know, the, how they play together is super critical. Cause I mean, a lot of times, depending on who the audience is or who the customer quote unquote, I've mm. seen a lot of times where you just can't do some admin stuff as an example of like you mentioned, which I think is a great use case. Like, okay, so you're the podcaster and you want to kind of manage this or, you know, respond to people or whatever, like, okay, yeah, you could do that on your phone, but boy, is it so much easier when you can sit down and like go through yeah you know, on a desktop because a lot of people miss that. I don't know why. <laughs> Maybe they just yeah. don't use their own stuff or something. I don't know. Yeah, but. yeah. As in, they've been social podcasts, but I just don't really feel like anyone's really built something that's actually been designed to be social. As oh, in, yes. they're just like, like, like comments on a podcast and you're like, yeah. well, I mean, you needed a bit more than that. Um, so, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it kind of, working and being involved because like, i'm really enjoying it as it is so i'm really hoping that like yeah more people enjoy it <laughs> yeah it's, have you uh nice. you've heard of locker room right mm, i have heard of it but that goes as far as hearing about it and okay i can't remember why or what and is this like well, another podcast app well it's sort of it's sort of like the equivalent of clubhouse but for sports ah uh, yeah um, and I think Spotify, someone just bought them. And I don't remember that off the top of my head. Maybe it was Spot. Anyway, someone just bought Locker Room. Now, I mean, the reason why I bring this up is that, so this podcast is on the Blue Wire Network. And Blue Wire is traditionally started off as a sports podcasting platform. And now it's growing to lots of different podcasts. And we actually have our own app. I think it's a white label app. I'm not sure how the guys built it. But part of the, part of the app for our network is all the podcasters are on the app so we can interact with each other. Because one of the powers of network is that if you got to interact, mm. if you don't interact, and I think you hit on this actually brilliantly with social as a part of podcasting, right? Because the biggest problem mm. that a host has to grow an audience and to interact with an audience is there's no good platform to do that. On the opposite side, if you have a podcasting network, and I think right now Blue Wire's got like 140 podcasts. 
coordination among all the hosts is actually really hard to do, mm. but that's also powerful. So it's a similar thing. It's sort of like, oh, you guys are doing it for the listeners. And, and I don't know if you do it for the hosts as well, but there is power in that because one of the things I'm sure you know this since you're a podcast host as well, the, the best way to get other people to listen to your podcast is to go on other podcasts. <laughs> like, mm. oh, what you're doing right now. <laughs> right. So yeah. um, I'm just curious, how do you think about that? Because I, I think you're on to something with this social listening and sharing. But what about for the hosts? Are there are you guys going to be building tools for the hosts that they can connect and maybe build their own networks or, or what? Yeah, definitely. So one of the things, well, a few of the things is we do think like as people first start, when you're not convinced of like an app's full thing, you're not always willing to sort of share it with people because it's been good for you. But like if you've got some other friends who are hosts, it sort of it makes sense to kind of just add each other and you can at least like be commenting on each other's sort of episodes and things. And it's when I kind of like the scratch your back i'll scratch yours kind of thing it's just nice to um get that feedback especially when you're sort of starting off and you're not really sure what's working or not in your show it's very handy to kind of just get that like granular feedback on the episodes and things because you'll send it to a friend and they'll say oh it was lovely then you don't really know like <laughs> yeah part. can you timestamp the bit that was lovely and then tell me the bit when it was shit and stuff and like <laughs> exactly so, yeah being able to do that is um is one really nice but then also kind of like with like matchmaker you can sort of say that you're open to guests. So as the podcaster claims their profile, you can see, you can kind of search on Syncify as to who's actually claimed their show. And you can also search to see like if that show is open to having guests. So you can like connect with other podcast hosts and sort of say, hey, I run a podcast, which is like a podcast swap kind of thing and um, help you with that. And so we haven't thought of like ways to make specific groups as such for podcasters, but we are thinking maybe we'll have like a back end like Slack um space for um you know testers and things but like have like a a a chat that's just for the podcasters to talk about things and maybe you can like collaborate on different stuff some good points i uh i could probably think more about this and see i said like anchor has like the whole facebook group for just podcast hosts but it was never that useful oh no facebook groups are horrible i I am not a fan you know I, i belong to this trends facebook group which in the beginning was super awesome. I mean, I love those guys. Don't get me wrong. Like the hustle, mm. Sampar, whole trends team, whole hustle team. Awesome people. I was an investor, you know, they got bought. I mean, minor investor, yeah. right. <laughs> they got bought by a HubSpot and oh, nice. I got, I got a little bit of a payout, right? Not, not a ton, but I was just happy to be part of it. Right. Cause I love Sam par mm. and just, just what he does is great stuff. And Sean and all those guys. And, um, but those Facebook groups are just get out of hand so fast, especially yeah. as they get bigger. It's like untenable, unmanageable, honestly, in my opinion. And I'm just not a fan of it anymore. And I like this app that we're using at Blue Wire because, you know, the connection between hosts, like you said, and I, I really like the point of like, okay, how do hosts collaborate and help each other, right? And this is really important because I really feel that we're all kind of in it together and podcasters to me are like entrepreneurs. They're just trying Mm -hmm. to like build their business and their brand and whatever, just like what you're doing with, you know, Syncify. Sorry if I didn't say it wrong or now hopefully right now. Now, See, I'm learning. I'm, I'm, I'm not a Neanderthal after all. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. We didn't choose the best name. Well, I mean, but you did what you did. Right. So, but it was funny. Um, you know, as we started transitioning to this app, we, we are, we are in Microsoft Teams. And so Microsoft Teams sort of runs sort of the business side. 
But then for podcasters, it's like, oh, go to the app. We're going to do everything in the app. And, and the other thing that was cool about the app is like, oh, well, hey, you can also use this on your desktop. And I'm like, thanks. I'm so glad you guys did that because depending on how your workflow is, you could batch stuff up on the desktop. It's a lot easier. You can cut and paste stuff. And it's just easier to navigate and share, honestly, on a desktop as opposed to the app, which for me always seems to be like reactions. Like, oh yeah, hey, let's check. Let's set up a time. But I can't like, you know, cut and paste my calendar into the app. It's just, uh, it's abysmal. But, you know, on on the desktop, I can. So I really think you're onto something with that because this balance between app and web, you know, presence, not only I think is good for people's workflow, but I mean, just like organic SEO and people finding you, I've found over time that a lot of people find my show from searching for keywords or whatever, as opposed to on Apple or Spotify or whatever, which is a lot harder to get discovered on. So this seems like a good way to go. I'm wondering, I'm I'm just curious, are you guys thinking about how to, you know, help shows get exposure other than of course the social aspect of it but you know like optimization of things or how how's that strategy you think going to plan out mm, yeah we do want to sort of promote um content within the app of when people have been doing things that are useful and so you can like you know, apply to kind of be on the home screen things we get have trending and stuff we kind of want to be able to make it so that you can um search a bit more ingrained and in, this is more like a, a long range future feature of okay so maybe you don't need to listen to the whole kind of 35 minute episode or you maybe just want to find some like advice on a specific topic but you don't actually if you listen to like a whole hour interview you don't you, you can never actually tell someone exactly what's in that interview but maybe 10 minutes has got some really good advice on like scaling your startup with like a specific marketing technique and you want to find out about that technique if you're sort of searching for that, you're not, you're only going to find the shows that are where the whole episode is about it, but you're never going to find like those nuggets that are actually within your show that you can never like expose to people normally. So being able to like, um, just search more within the episode, I think would be quite interesting for um, just a bit more discovery. And then, um, we're kind of looking at some karma points as well within the app. So you can kind of get karma for just being good at, like giving comments and likes, but also if you recommend shows to people and then like, they like them, and if you're promoting discovery within the app, then you can kind of get rewarded, which hopefully means that um, more podcasts will get discovered if people are kind of going to willing to promote stuff that isn't so well known because of obviously everyone's already heard like the really big famous things. So it's not really like a thing to be recommending that. Um, and yeah, we're trying to find like groups on sort of reddit and stuff where they're just sort of supporting like small podcasters and trying to find the people that are already supporting the small people and seeing if we can get them to join the app because so i think they've got a bit more passion behind like these sort of niche communities to really go and sort of breed discussion around it and i think there is quite a like anti the big man sort of mentality in the podcasting scenes when mm-hmm. you go and find these listeners so just being able to empower those people to really like talk about the podcasts that they love and sort of promote them i think will be really helpful no, I agree. I mean, there's a lot and of then that kind of. Then the whole other side is like commercialization, as such. So, um, like if you want to start a Patreon, etc., it's 
you've got to send people to your Patreon, which is like a completely different app. And then they have to get like a link, which will maybe go to like a different app to the one they've got. And it's just like a nightmare. And just, it's just not that easy to get really people to kind of convert. Whereas if it's just within the app and you're like, cool, I've done a special episode. This is what it's about. You can only get it for paying like 50 cent or something. I think it's one click away. You can just do it. And there are so many podcasters that I would support if it was just one click for me to do it. But if I'm in the middle of my run, listen to a podcast and they're like, oh, and you can support me by doing this. I'm like, I'd love to, but I'm running and I'm it's I'm not going to stop, download some different apps and then like sort this out just to pay you a few dollars. But if it was simple, like I would. So yeah. And make it easy for people to just do that and be able to like do useful stuff for their audience that like they would want to buy. I think it's really, really like compelling. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah that. I agree. No, I agree. I agree. I mean, the friction when it comes to all this e-commerce and support is just a nightmare. Like I support mm. some podcasts where, yeah, I got to go to Patreon or PayPal or whatever. And I'm just like, oh, what a pain. This is such a, man, gosh, like how come this isn't easier? And then, you know, it's interesting you brought up like those like insights, you know, and the thing I, I call those things like snippets of a show, like how mm. do you get like a good snippet? Like, again, like, do I want to listen to an hour and a half episode? Well, maybe I do if I really like the host, but then to your point, it's like, well, what if there's a really good piece of advice? I just want the snippet. Like, mm. like you and I are talking about, you know, uh, how to like if you're a podcast host the best way to go is to if you want someone to support you is to be as frictionless as possible as an example mm. so say we're talking about that and someone's a podcast host and looks for you know uh, supporters you know how to convert supporters and us talking about it because you know either i did a transcript or your app did a transcript and did some machine mm. learning to like find these keywords and then literally they go oh wow, hey, Sam and Jari were talking about that over at the Entrepreneur Ethos. Let me just click on the snippet. And then they listen to us. And they're like, oh, cool. You know, like useful. I mean, I think that's the that's the biggest gap with a podcast that like a blog post or long form content do. Mm. With long form content on a blog post, I can scan it and in, I can interact with it at different levels. Like I can like, oh, that's the heading I want. Okay, I'm just going to read that. You know, it's it's bite size. Podcasts, not so much. So definitely certainly think something like that would probably be super useful. And then it's just the information's more digestible, I think. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of what you want. So it's certainly until you really know and trust a host, you're not going to just listen to like a whole hour episode of them. Instead sort of, it's just uh, like, it's just a bit of a gamble. Whereas, that's why you kind of go back to the subscriptions that you already know, because you kind of know that the person's going to be fun and interesting to listen to. But then you can start to like churn. I don't know if you still listen to Joe Rogan, but like if he's going to talk for three hours and you just go off on like waffling about something you just don't care about, it's just, I just don't want to listen to that. And so I just don't bother anymore. And um, yeah, I try to like save that for people is I think it's really important because yeah, you just getting more and more distractible and like more and more time scarce anyway. You just want like, the best content optimized for you rather than just sort of whatever will come into your earphones. Yeah. You know, time is short. Yeah. Yeah. No, time is very valuable asset for sure. And like with, you brought up Joe Rogan, what Rogan does on YouTube, 
I mean, I don't listen to his podcast anymore on Spotify. <laughs> Sorry, Spotify. I just go to YouTube and they've cut up all these great clips. So it's like, oh, I like that guest. And they're talking about that. Boom. 10 yeah, minutes. Exactly. I'm done. Now, if you could figure out how to do that, well, that's super valuable because like what I try to do with this podcast and I will occasionally do these like roundup posts or these like bonus episodes where I'll talk about, Hey, this is what I learned from my guests as an example. And they're anywhere from five to 10 minutes, roughly. I mean, it, I'm actually going to be doing a bigger one, which will, which will be released um, before this was released where I'm going to literally round up. I think, I think that the number came to be 27 actionable insights. I learned from interviewing 100 entrepreneurs because I'm at, almost at my 100th interview. Wow. Um, but cool. that's, Congrats. yeah, thank you so much. That's a, you know, that's a blog post, quote unquote, that I'm going to do a solo episode on. That's 4,300 words roughly of like, this is what I learned over these last wow. hundred, you know, guests, right? But, you know, when I speak it and it's there on the website, people can look at it. But when I talk it, it'll probably be 15 minutes. Mm. And hmm. it's, literally this idea of these snippets, right? Because what, what I found actually, the reason why I'm doing this um, is I did this thing called a, a podcast market fit survey with some of my listeners. And I said, tell me what you think, like from a feedback perspective, because as entrepreneurs, we do this all the time with something called product market fit. Mm. And I've done this before with my, one of my old podcasts. And I was so curious, like, okay, what do people think, you know, to your point, actually, I have no idea because I it's hard to get someone's email to ask them, right? And one of the themes that came out was yeah, I definitely. want more actionable insights. Tell me what to do. <laughs> I'm like, I hear you, I hear you. So I just this I mean the reason I bring this up is, is this feedback is so critical to being better. And as a like as an entrepreneur in your business, the feedback is sales, you know, all the other things. But for a podcast host, it's kind of hard to get feedback. Do you, how, how do you see that kind of playing out with, with what you're doing? Yeah. So, I mean, I already mentioned, obviously people can comment on specific episodes and things, but then we do want to have like the SEO style, mixed panel style tools that you have when you run a website where you can kind of go into, okay, what are the keywords people are searching for? Which are the pages people are landing on and all that kind of stuff. And like, how long do they read a page for? Like being able to see how long people engage in a podcast for, where were they making highlights? Which bits did they like and talk about? Like what's the demographic of these sort of young people? Are they old? Are they kind of, what's the other shows they're listening to? Where, where, do, where do they hang out? That kind of stuff that you can actually have when we have like a social network app that sort of has all this details in pe on what people are like doing and how they're behaving in it. So should be like super powerful if you like have access to all those things, which you just don't have at all as a podcaster currently. No, I agree. I, I, I have a hard time. I mean, you know, I have blue wire. We, we use uh, Simplecast as our host mm. and you know, they've got decent statistics. Don't get me wrong, but you know, there's downloads and then there's certain other things that you can see. And like for this show, I actually get about 25% of the people listen on my website. So, oh, wow. you know, it's it kind of amazing that way. So of course the biggest ones are like Apple and Spotify and all that, but like 25% yeah. of them, they organically find it and listen to it. Or I share, I literally, what I do is I share a link to the page 
that's got mm-hmm. the embedded player in it, right? Yeah, um, yeah. And I think it's to your point, which which is very, very astute. And I, I want to just repeat this. People want to know if they tr- know, like, and trust the host. And they don't want to like, oh, I've got this app and I'm going to download it or I'm going to subscribe to this other thing. They want to kind of sample. You know what I mean? Like, I think you think you kind of like, the, hey, mm-hmm. how, how good is this person? Um, and the the... The good thing about like the way I do it, and, and I think the way that you're building it on on your app or your app as well as your website, is that ability to sample, get recommendations that are from a community. I mean, I could get recommendations from Apple and Spotify, but I don't listen to my podcasts on the Apple or Spotify app. I listen to it on Overcast, I think. Yeah, it's Overcast. So, you know, it, it's so interesting. This is such a wild west. <laughs> I mean, the tools aren't that good for figuring this stuff out. There's not a lot of good communities to kind of find that. I mean, matchmaker is good for guests and hosts. You know, you're, what you're doing is, is really good. And then the one I can't, you know, Podapolo, I can't say it. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I think she, she'll get mad at me for, <laughs> for not saying the name of her company. Right? Um, but people are trying to fix this and solve this. And I think it'll just get better and better as we get more granular, you know, cause I mm. would love nothing more than to know, like, well, what do people want me to talk about? Definitely. And like I said, it was kind of having common things. And if you can see people, you can kind of give them the option as they're listening to like, give you some specific feedback to a question or something. And you can kind of ask at the end of the episodes, like, okay, what do you want to hear next? And like, give some options. They actually kind of give you feedback there. And then, and yeah, you'd actually like, no, as opposed to, um, trying to hopefully get hold of people throughout your email and stuff and then be able to ask them questions, which, um, yeah, you just, there's not that many people that will listen to your show on your app and then will bother to take the time to then sort of email you in a completely different channel at a different time when they're not thinking about it. It's, um, it's nice to actually get like a, an accurate idea of your audience as opposed to just like the few that are really that amazingly inspired to go and talk to you who are awesome. I love the people that have bothered to speak to me and it's great that I do have people that, do email me on my about my podcast but it's not the 99.9 percent of people that, that listen that i'm actually getting to talk to you so it'd yeah, be great totally. if i actually knew who the rest were <laughs> yeah totally no i agree i agree i mean I, I i'm with you on that i think it's that's the difference between like podcasting and say a blog or collecting email addresses it's it's a little bit less you know, that's a little bit more kind of static, I guess, for lack of a better word, where yeah. people go find the information, they can interact with you, send you an email, you send them a newsletter or whatever. Whereas, you know, with a podcast, we're, we, they are listening to us right now. They most likely are only doing listening to us or running or whatever, doing something that they can, you know, as we talk, they can do at the same mm. time, but it's a pretty kind of intimate yeah yeah it's really odd that like listen to a podcast is like the most sort of intimate kind of connection that you can have to the person you really hear their personality and how they're thinking much more than you do in like a blog or their email newsletter or anything and yet they are the furthest away from you and like you know you log in because you like someone and you sort of you like hearing their conversations and you feel like a bit like your friend like they're your friend when you sort of really connect with a podcast host and yet you're so far apart from them because you just there's no connection and it's it's so odd because, yeah, it's just like a oddity. I, I don't know how to say it. Like it's <laughs> an inverse relationship of like emotion to actual connection. 
Yeah. Uh, oh, I like the way you put that emotion to actual connection because you're right. Like it's, I've heard when I, when I get introduced to people or we're actually on a Skype call now, since we're still under COVID and they'll have listened to the show and they're like, wow, you sound, you know, you actually sound as nice as you really are. <laughs> and I'm like, thank you. I guess, you know, <laughs> I always like to say, you know, I've got, yeah, that it's funny. yeah. Right. Have you heard that too? I, well, yes, yeah, and like people do get to know you kind of thing through it. And but I, I guess what I say is like it's funny that like you know, these people actually sort of feel like they're part of your life or something because they they've been invited into this whole world that you sort of have, and yet they're just not at all any kind of part of yours. And this is no way to even realize that they've been there. I yeah, think. yeah, it's 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 very it's very one way and kind of asymmetrical. I think in that way. Yes, that's the word. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I always like to say, you know, it's sort of like you're that late night FM DJ on the cool jazz station. You know, you're like, and here we go, felonious monk for your listening enjoyment. You know, <laughs> like, am I talking mm. to the world? <laughs> what am I talking to? You know, um, I hope that'll change because it's such a great medium too. I mean, we can have this great conversation and you know feel like we're getting to know each other, and people can listen in on that dynamic. And so it's pretty, pretty interesting. Um, so do you see the podcasting landscape, you know, as sort of a general kind of marketing trend? Do you think more people are going to get, get into doing it? I've been seeing a lot of people that have been doing like, uh, original content, kind of like the series, like the, almost like the old radio series stuff seems to be coming into vogue what, what are you seeing in terms of content and sort of how how the podcasting kind of ecosystem and market is evolving wave towards like really good stories and um like true crime and horrors and stuff that people listen to more which is quite interesting and um i think the interview format is getting a bit saturated and certainly this is more and more like famous people interviewing other famous people and things so you've really got to like be very niche to stand out and like have a specific reason of, for what you're doing and um, to help or like i said sort of have like shorter nuggets of where you kind of know exactly what it is that you're getting um so like sort of the 10 to 20 minute episodes and like if you've heard of the by few by few curation of content where people kind of either like longer things where they really like sit and and like dig in because like they know you as a host and they're like, okay, cool. It's going to be like a one to two hour thing where like, I'm just going to feel like I'm chatting with my mates and like listening or like the shorter 10 minute, like, okay, this is a blast of information. Like the sort of things that you've been doing where you just like give a, a summary of what you've learned, um, which is uh, kind of quite useful. So I think those are some things that are kind of happening quite a lot. And then one other kind of trend, I guess I'm liking is, um, more conversations about media of other forms so like kind of uh whether it's people talking about movies or um books or like other stuff where like they sort of comment on stuff that you already know is popular but you can kind of feel like you're having a conversation with your mates about the things that you are interested in and that you've actually sort of been able to experience and get like a bit of deeper insights on uh so i mean i've been running a podcast on books where I read a book a week with my um, co-host and non-fiction reads and I break down like the business lessons or like the philosophy lessons that are in it. And so that's been going quite well. 
Cool. But I, I do find myself listening to other similar things as well quite a lot. And because I, I, I also run my Mindsets podcast, but I was thinking of doing, because I've mostly been interviewing people or giving my own lessons, but I was thinking of doing some where I actually, I'll watch a movie, but then I'll analyze the characters and their mindsets and sort of speak about like how like they developed the, the growth mindset over the year, uh, over the movie or something, or how they started with like a scarcity mindset. And then like they were taught like <laughs> the abundance mindset by their coach or something and how that happened and sort of really apply the lessons of mindsets, but to like stories that you already know and understand. And it's kind of like funny geeking out on stuff that people actually quite enjoy. And I'm like, I think I just really enjoy doing it anyway. So, um, yeah, trying to do more content like that, I think, is is a good one for hosts. Yeah, I used to do a podcast called the Story Grid Editor Roundtable Podcast, where mm. we would uh, we would watch a movie. The f- there was a total of a five five of us. We'd watch a movie, and then we'd analyze the story. Oh, um, nice! And so, similar to what you want to do, like with the mindset yeah. and everything. Um, that was a pretty good form. We geeked out hardcore. I mean, hard hardcore. It was a as part of the story grid being a certified story grid editor and the whole community of story grid, which yeah. is pretty hardcore story nerds, but it was amazing how many people loved, you know, loved what we were doing. And I did five seasons over there and that was like actually the first kind of lessons and how to podcast and really, you know, the, all the, all the people I did it with were just, they taught me so much about not only story, but, Kind mm. in the podcasting world so definitely oh, cool. one to check out if you're like into that because we did a really yeah, good job on how to do that i'd love so, to know yeah Thanks. awesome yeah no you problem can, uh, send it to me in the app <laughs> yeah for yeah. sure <laughs> for sure um so my last question is what would you, what kind of advice would you give a the next generation of entrepreneur that's sort of coming up now what, what do you think that they should know that you've learned i guess uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like the long answer, I could just sort of ramble for like hours. So short answer would be that as long as you're trying and that you are being entrepreneurial, then like success is kind of inevitable. And when you accept that, you can kind of enjoy the whole thing. And it just takes a lot of pressure off when you kind of go, okay, as long as I keep trying, I'm going to get there. And I'm probably going to fail many times along the way but each failure is going to teach me something and you can kind of enjoy it and you're not even you know sure you didn't expect that the failure would come in the form that it did but it's probably something that you needed to learn that you weren't aware of so every time you have a failure you can kind of be grateful for it a lot more which I just found is really helpful in then picking yourself up and trying again and then if you look at sort of like the data of all the statistics around like billionaires and things like you see things like oh it's the people that dropped out of college and sort of like super young or something or like this but actually it's um there's no real correlation on age or um like what degree you've done and such and the main thing that uh signifies whether you're going to be successful is just how many things you started beforehand interestingly so just start now and accept that you're probably going to fail a few times. And as long as you have like quite a few failures, then like one of them is going to be like huge. And um, it's always kind of a bit of a risky. It's like going gambling and sticking it all on like one single thing. Start a startup. <laughs> so exactly. as long as you try it 50 times, like one time it'll, it'll go lucky. It's it's never going to be like a sustainable, like you start one startup, you will be like this amount successful. It's always going to be kind of warped of like mostly failures and then the odd, like huge things. So just, to keep on doing stuff. 
um, and enjoy it. Basically would be like my biggest tips. That's, that's great. Sam, thanks so much for being on the podcast. I really enjoyed the conversation. Good luck with Syncify and your podcast. And uh, we'll keep in touch. Thanks again, Sam, for being on the show. It's always great to talk shop about podcasting and how awesome it is. So as promised, here are some actionable insights that I learned from Sam. Keep trying. You'll fail, but learn from those failures. And as you continue to do this, success actually is inevitable. The data on successful entrepreneurs shows that the only commonality is that the more you try, the more likely you are to succeed. So just start doing something. And I found the same thing. You just got to keep on doing things and learning and adjusting and eventually something hits. I know it sounds frustrating and it's not probably a lot of people's like best way to go or like they feel, oh, I just, you know, I'm not succeeding. But believe me, keep at it. Enjoy the journey. You know, I hear this one a lot and agree with it as well. I think that the whole point of doing something entrepreneurial is to see if you can actually do it. And sometimes it just doesn't work out. In fact, a lot of the time it doesn't work out. So think of it as practice. Actually, actually, that's the way I think of it. Podcasting is changing a little bit. The interview format is moving aside to more storytelling and long-form content. This does not mean that the interview is dead, but podcasters have to start sharing what they learned. Uh, Sound a little familiar? (laughs) All of you told me the same thing. So this is what I've learned from Sam. So thanks again for listening. Appreciate all of your uh, time on the show. And if you like the show, please give it a rating and review wherever you listen to your podcast. Thanks for listening to the Entrepreneur Ethos Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did creating it. My hope is that you learned something that can make you a little bit better. If you enjoyed the podcast, please do share it with friends and review it on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can also join my email list by visiting theentrepreneurethos.com to get my thoughts on what I'm doing to get better as well as what I'm working on. You can also pick up my book, The Entrepreneur Ethos, if you want to learn the traits values, and beliefs that I think we need to build a more ethical, inclusive, and resilient entrepreneur, and frankly, world community. Feel free to follow me on Twitter at The Daily MBA, and let me know if you have any questions or recommendations for a guest you'd like me to talk to. Also, drop me a note if you try anything we talked about on this or any other episode. I'd love to hear what's working for you. Until next time, keep getting better.